Good afternoon, Sunny Hill Valley. You're listening to 201.5 BTTF, live from the Hill Valley Clock Tower. We're about to start the Bean Holes Hour, sponsored by Pepsi Perfect. Pepsi Perfect. If it's not Pepsi, it's not perfect. Coming up after the show, we'll be giving away two tickets to see Jaws 19, the new movie that's been chewing its way up the box office for the 19th time. Along with the tickets, we'll also be giving away a brand new 2015 Mattel hoverboard. So stick right after the show. Now it's time to pass it over to Eric and Nate. Take it away, boys. The Bean Holes, it's Eric and Nate, the Bean Holes, they're really pretty great, so shut up and listen to them talk, Eric and Nate. Tits. All right, welcome to another episode of The Bean Holes, I'm Eric. Hi. And uh, we are live in the Hill Valley Clock Tower, mm-hmm. here in uh, Hill Valley, California, but um, doesn't matter what era you're listening this in. If you're in the future and you're listening to this, you should go to audibletrial.com slash beanholes. You get a free 30-day trial of the Audible service, and even if you don't want to continue, you can cancel. You won't get charged, but you get to keep a free audiobook of your choosing. What, what, what? Yeah, I bet there's some time travel books on Audible. So. I, th- I think they have uh, I think they have an audiobook of all the uh, major sporting event results from the last 50 years. That's right. Gray's audiobook from mm-hmm. 1955 to 2000, or 1950 to 2000. Um, and if you are in the past, just uh, just send a postage, send send a post <laughs> to uh, via Pony Express. Wait until you have internet, <laughs> and uh, and wait until Amazon uh, creates Audible or buys them. I don't know. Exists. Wait until Amazon exists. Yeah, yeah. And then anyway, slash beanholes dot poop. This is a special day that we're recording on. It is. It is, and it's it's one of those days that you know for thirty years people were waiting for, and then it's just a special twenty four hours, and then it's weird because tomorrow all of a sudden, um. The movie will not really be about the future anymore. Right. Now well, the first one wasn't at all anyway. Right, right. Which we'll, uh, we'll get into in the second half. But, go back in time. Um, there's still a lot of news to come out of today mm-hmm. on, on things that have been released or special events that different companies have done. And this is what's interesting is that um, back in the 80s, 84, 85, they were able to convince a bunch of companies, hey, you want to be a part of our... Of our movie, and it was easier to convince companies back then. Basically, free advertising. Yeah, was it was it free? Was it or was it actual early? Was it one of the first times that um, there was a just a ton of product placement? I, uh, I paid product placement. I mean, I'm not sure, but it's crazy that the product placement in that movie is totally fine. But God <laughs> forbid, there's a Dr Pepper machine in Thor, and people like flip their shit. <laughs> But, you know, Marty McFly is sporting Nikes and mm-hmm. getting Pepsis from a cafe. Pretty pretty sure they actually ended up almost, like, between Pepsi and Nike and Mattel, they probably almost completely financed the trilogy. Yeah, USA Today was featured in it. 
Um, and then, of course, the DeLorean was an actual car. Yeah, but I think it had it was already uh, a failure by the time they even made the movie. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's true. But still, that's <laughs> this movie is the only reason to own a DeLorean. That's which, true. To quote Doc Brown, if you're going to travel in time, travel in style. Is um the 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 cartoon show Mask is that a DeLorean? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the the Jim Carrey animated version? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, Mask. I don't I don't think it they call it a DeLorean, but it's I think a red it looks car like with it. gold wing doors. I think it looks like it though. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a wow, that's a blast from the past right there. Mhm. Anyway, um let's start out the day with uh it started out as a You're going to bitch about Pepsi, aren't you? No, I'm 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 <laughs> I'm not I I was until they actually you know, s- seemingly fixed everything. Mm-hmm. So anyway, one of the one of the biggest products featured in Back to the Future 2 was Perfect Pepsi or Pepsi Perfect. Yep. And Marty McFly and it's funny cuz everyone was passing around that gift today of Marty McFly going I just want a Pepsi. <laughs> so uh, he gets this this bottle that shoots up out of, you know, one of the robotic, you know, waiter hands. And it's it's just this weird shaped bottle, which in the 80s is like that was like, ooh, future. It's, you know, it's differently shaped, even though now it's still a pretty cool design. Um, so anyway, about, I would say, two to three weeks ago, Pepsi changed... All the logos on their Facebook and Twitter to the Pepsi Perfect mm-hmm. logo from the movie. And they made a fake commercial for Pepsi Perfect, kind of f- like if that 2015 had a commercial for it. And over the weeks, they started giving information on what they were doing. Like, right. yes, on October 21st, you're going to be able to buy Pepsi Perfect, and we'll give you more details soon. Um and then to me, their first mistake was announcing how many. Now this is a this was a limited run yep. of Pepsi Perfect, which is essentially their um, what do you call it? the th- Pepsi Throwback? Yep. You know, made with real sugar in the in the. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it. I think it's just regular Pepsi. No, no. They said it's the real sugar. It's okay. the Pepsi with real sugar. Um, they announced. You know, it, is a, it was a limited time thing. They announced how many bottles they were making. And it was Six thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. Which is an insanely low number for a, a like a very simple like simple product. Uh, so that to me is their fir- that was their first mistake announcing that little number. Because here's the thing: um, even my boss's friend has an Amazon sniping software. Yep, and a ton of people you know have softwares like this that will basically like it. it it'll buy a product faster than any human can do it right like in it's an like, instant yeah it's like el- the electronic trading like you know uh like on wall street the people with the best computer systems are the ones making all the money it doesn't matter right right so yeah. and you know people exactly what happened today which we'll get into so they announce how many they're making they announce the day and then as time gets closer how are we going to get this amazon.com came up Okay, you're going to buy it on Amazon. I think they make Surge, which is where, you know, Surge, you know, uh, was being bought from Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and then closer, I think like two days ago, then they announced Walmart.com was also going to be a place. So multiple places. What's that now? Walmart.com. Never heard of it. Oh, well, Walmart's online website. What's that? Do you? Oh, 
Walmart is still in the future. Walmart is still in the future. Yeah, come on. Well, that's why I don't know what it is then. Um, so then they uh, all of a sudden the twentieth is here, and everybody is waiting at their computers and at like at midnight Eastern time. We're over here on the on the eastern side of the country. Yep. Uh, Pepsi second mistake they never put the official links for the products out. Which at first you'd go, that's. That's not a problem. Just go to Amazon and search Pepsi Perfect. Mm-hmm. There was no way to get to the product that way. Oh. Yeah. You had to either you had to dig through Amazon or some people had links. Some people got it through Google. It was very weird. So that was issue number two. Midnight comes around. Product is up. Not available. All right. No problem. Now, I had thought, all right, well, they're going to wait till midnight Pacific time. So I'm going to get up at four in the morning. Yeah. So get up at three forty five. Four hits around. Nothing. All right, I'm going to sign up for the email to let me know when it's back up, yep. both on Walmart and Amazon. 8 a.m. comes around, nothing. By 9, they sent out th- – there. now, there were rumors all over Reddit that Pepsi got released on the 10 p.m. the other the night before, on the 20th, what? early. Yeah. Um, some people were going on the Internet saying that's wrong, people showing their you know receipts for it, whatever. Pepsi confirms it on their Twitter – uh, and they, this is like when people are really upset that, you know, they clearly weren't, they were trying to be cute about it, but like, looks like some people got their taste of the future a little bit early, uh, but don't worry, we're not sold out and more will be sold this morning. Mind you, throughout the whole morning, I never got a single email, uh, like letting me know that the stock was up, even if it was going to sell out quickly. Right. All of a sudden, two hours later, email that said like, wow, it sold, everything sold out faster than you could say 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> And then they were just quiet all day, and there was just a, a furious storm all over the internet. People angry on, on the you know amount being sold that it was sold the night before, all this stuff. And you know I was ready to come on, and that would have been it. Like, fuck Pepsi, that's that's it. Uh, they have announced that on November third, front straight from their site, you will be able to place orders for the bottle, which was being sold at. 20 you'd basically comes out with tax 20 dollars and 15 cents 2015 so i think here's my theory on the this low amount i think because of amazon being sold through amazon and walmart i don't think they could have an unlimited amount because my idea was hey keep orders going for 24 hours all day during the 21st if someone wants to buy a hundred of these at 20 dollars a pop let them yeah and then fulfill those orders uh, so I think that's what they're doing on their site since it's straight from them. I think there's going to be a ton more. So, um, yeah. So Pepsi kind of, you know, they had their they had their chance. They took the the lashings all day, and then they came out kind of semi heroes. And we'll we'll see what happens on November third. A little bit late, but better late than never. They could have just said that's it, done. Better Nate than never. That is true. Um, also today, I, I, th- not sure. I think Wired was one of the first sites to, to post this up. Nike actually has the power laces. They came out today. Yeah. The mag lace, the powered ones, full working ones. That's crazy. And, um, I gotta say. well, what's interesting about this is, uh, I forgot the man's name, but, uh, Let's see if I can find it. 
the guy who actually designed the original uh, laces for Back to the Future. Here we go from Wired. Um, let's see if I can get this man's name. Uh, Tinker Hatfield. I know there's gonna be there's <laughs> yep. gonna be a ton because I've heard that name before. There's gonna be a ton of shoe heads like pissed off. I don't know that at the top of my head. Anyway, um, he also designed the original shoe for the movie. Right. So he's been like this has just been his baby from the beginning from like 1992 to now. Um, back in 2011, Nike there was always prop shoes that Nike allowed. I think Universal to sell that were just you know li- or maybe with not their logos on it, but. Uh, they released an official, the Air Mags, back in 2011 through um, Michael J. Fox's foundation, which we're going to plug, abs- you know, just because we're good people. Um, you sh- anyone who's listening should donate to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. It does help for research in Parkinson's disease. I think, is it is it called the Michael J. Fox Foundation? Yeah. I, I thought it, right it was just me. the Fox Foundation. That's uh, no, right here, Michael J. Fox Foundation. They made a... Um, Fifth, uh, 1,510 pairs of these Air Mags. They didn't have power laces on them. They were just the complete design. It did light up on the front, the Nike logo, and it um, the lights on the bottom lit up, which those shoes are, you talk to any sneakerhead, those are like one of the holy grails of getting one of those shoes. Yeah. Um, and then in 2014, early on, he had said that they were they were working on the, the self-lacing ones. Yeah. Everyone thought, you know, 2015 is the day. And they were kind of they were kind of quiet about it, which Nike, I, I guess, usually is. But then last night they sent a um, a Twitter message to Michael J. Fox's Twitter account that said, see you tomorrow. Um, what ended up happening was they sent Michael J. Fox a letter. It says, uh, hey, Michael, almost 30 years ago, we embarked on a journey to create a glimpse into the future. Although the project started as science fiction, we're now proud to turn that fiction into fact. As the first most celebrated wearer of the Nike Air Mag, we wanted you to be the first to receive a living pair. What is so special about the Nike Air Mag is its impact continues to resonate. We may never know its final legacy, but we continue to work on projects that carry and progress some of its principles. As you well know, innovation never stops at Nike, so we're excited about what lies ahead for this idea. We know if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. In addition to your personal pair, we're creating more pairs for support in the aid of the Michael J. Fox Foundation in 2016. We hope that the combined effort will raise more than $9.4 million collected in 2011 and contribute in some way to eliminating Parkinson's disease in our lifetime. Your friend Tinker. P.S. If my calculations are correct, your pair should be with you shortly. All of a sudden... Here's a video and pictures of Michael J. Fox showing up online with the actual power lacing shoes. That's crazy. Yep. And here's the thing. It's this is great because it's I I can complain Nike all day and night, you know, for the Jordan craze and the amount of money that goes into shoes. But they're just making these shoes and all the proceeds are going right to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. You heard right there. 2011, they collected nine point four million dollars. Yeah. That's that's a lot of money, and especially these ones. Yep, people are gonna spend a lot of money on these. Yeah. Now, now we already know. Like we have a friend that has told us was witnessing a, a you know a very rich parent buying buying the the original non lacing 
Air Mags for a child in in a store. Imagine being that parent and you already spent like, you know, 12 grand or whatever it cost you to get a pair, you know, se- second hand, but still brand new for for a kid. And now that kid wants the self-lacing yeah. ones. I, I did ask him that today if if the if the like the value of the old ones would go down. And he said it just doesn't work like that. Like people would yeah. still like for collection wise, they would still want those 2011 ones. Um, but that these definitely would blow them out of the water in terms of value. Yeah. Because um, this is you know, this is one of those what ifs from the movie that has been over the years self lacing shoes. Yeah. And it's it's great that even though the product isn't available today, mm-hmm. we got it. Like yeah. it, they're there. They're working. Michael J. Fox seems pretty, pretty stoked. Mm hmm. That he was wearing. I mean, that's really good for him. It's 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 really cool, and especially for. I'm his sure he needs help tying shoes. Well, yeah, it seems pretty easy because it just looked like they in the video they're like press on the heel and he presses and they just tie up and they're like, oh, is it tight? Like, yeah, and then yeah. it's just a velcro in the front front. So, that's really cool. So Are you pressing on the heels, what does it? I don't like, know if like you like, on the bottom. I don't know. I think there either might be a button or something. Yeah. I don't. S- I hope. I hope it just doesn't like keep tightening every time you're walking. Like just standing. <laughs> that would suck. That would be very uncomfortable. Um, we don't really have uh, Mattel hoverboards. I mean, Mattel has released like the hoverboard from the movie, but yeah. it doesn't doesn't work. It's just kind of like for prop purposes. Yeah. Um. But also, other cool things. USA Today. Uh, if you're you're probably listening to the, listening to this on the 22nd. If you do pick up a copy of USA Today, because the front page will be the exact front page from the movie. Which, <laughs> yeah, when Doc brings it, it is the October 22nd edition. Yeah, that says his son, you know, was arrested. One change on it though, on the, I believe on the top right it says, um, like people excited for Prince or Queen Diana's arrival. Oh. Uh. Yeah, so they changed that to something else about holograms. But everything else is exactly the same from that uh, issue. They should have left it alone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not like it would have been a joke, and it's not... I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it just covered, I, I, covering I guess it could have upset her kids. That's about it. I think a few other people who yeah. collect, like, the Princess Diana China... <laughs> like those and those things, I think they would have been, yeah, upset about that. I don't know, but um, yeah. What did you think about today? Just knowing that, uh, didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I no, you said like pe- people. You know, you, you said people waited thirty years. I don't think anybody really, I mean, gave any thought to it except in the last few years. I think you have those real. Uh, yeah, there's casual fans in the movie who were just like, oh, oh, that day's coming up. Okay. Like, or they knew about it, but there's definitely big fans out there that have been. I was a pretty big fan. I just, you know, I don't know. I have a life. (laughs) You don't have to to not have a life to just be excited about this because, I mean, think about this. And I was was talking to my students today. There's not really another movie, even with time travel, that that has a specific date like this and, like, the future. You know, oh, that's what the future is going to be like. Because any movie that takes place in the future, they'll just give you a date. Like, this happened in the year 2045. Uh-huh. You know, 
Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess there's not any. I mean, th- and this was a huge trilogy. Right. Right. Um, because even if other movies, uh, let's say if there's like a, like if there was a Star Trek movie where they're like in 2050. They, yeah, Star Trek uses star dates. Yeah, but if something like that and something happened in space, like on that date, even if they gave you a specific date, you're not going to be like, oh, this is the day that something up, you know, it was actually semi-real. Like yeah. the things in this movie that they predicted the future for 30 years, I, a lot of it came, honestly, everything except for the flying cars and the hoverboards. Because we kind of have hoverboards, the magnetic ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the... Uh, um theoretically you know if you think about it in in uh you know in our world doc brown and marty mcfly didn't exist didn't go back in time in in their timeline you know in their in in the context of the movie hoverboards only existed by 2015 because because marty went back in time to 1955 blew some people's minds by ripping the, the, the top off of a scooter and and performing some crazy tricks, including getting manure dumped all over a dude's car and and really possibly advanced the uh, the skateboard in pop culture and in the minds of, of people in that area much f- much sooner than it would have been in the like the 60s and 70s. And so you know, m- maybe, Maybe the only reason the hoverboards exist in Marty's future in this time, you know, at this time, is because he brought it to the to the past. Because he, well, he popularized skateboarding much sooner, which pop, which you know, changed the timeline possibly in bigger ways than anything else he did. Yeah, and here's the crazy thing: no one ever brings up in their 2015 hoverboards. Clearly, are very inexpensive if Mattel is. Is yeah. like pr- mass producing them and kids have them available. Yeah. Um, th- here's another thing that one ever brings up. We don't have the uh, self drying jacket, <laughs> or um, also like self tailoring jacket because when yep. he puts it on, it it you know yep. readjusts itself. There's a lot of other stuff like when um old Biff pays for the the taxi with his thumbprint. Yeah. Now we don't have that, but we do have Apple Pay and and Android Pay. Yeah. Which are essentially. Oh, press this up against here. Oh, you yeah. paid, and we took it out of your account. Yeah. So uh, we're almost at the the thumbprint level. I don't think we ever will be because that's really not a secure. It it's it's not at all. But because there you can you can any thumbprint or fingerprint recognition technology can can be fooled pretty easily if someone's really out to do that. Right. Right. It's actually harder to to copy somebody's phone. But uh, Huey Lewis in the news are still not a thing, really. Aren't still not a thing? <laughs> like they don't exist. They never got. I mean, even those songs. I I f- I kind of feel bad for him. And I mean, not really. He did pass up on Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And then when they they I believe Ray Parker Jr. ripped off one of his songs anyway for Ghostbusters. It sounds very Huey Lewis. Yeah, there was one of his older songs, and then he told himself like. Fuck! Next time someone asks me to do a movie, I'm not gonna say no. And then he, you know, Back to the Future was the. I think a year later he he did that. Power of Love and Back in Time, which never became the as big a hits as Ghostbusters, but it's still 
Decent stones. <laughs> oh well. Today, uh, today came and went, and that's it. Here's one interesting thing. No, uh, well, two, two more. Cubs, uh, officially out of the running of the World Series. They lost tonight, but the fact that during this time they were they got pretty damn close. Yeah, that was fun. And this morning, I thought about this. It was raining. It was raining this morning, and mm-hmm. when Doc and Marty first came to the future, it was, was it was it raining in like the San Diego area or wherever Hill Valley supposed to be? No, no. Well, but then. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was raining over there, but it was nice to wake up to rain and then <laughs> like, oh, they got that right. They said to yeah. that that this day there would be rain. Yeah. And we are we we are in the Hill Valley of the East Coast. If you really think about it, and decide that I was telling the truth. That is true. I'll take your word for it. If you want to call this the Hill Valley. But um All right, let's let's uh let's go down the bean hole a little bit here. Uh similar stuff we're talking about, but um I don't know, what what what's your like opinions on this trilogy here? Well, I loved it when I was a kid. You know, a uh, big fan. I think I saw I think I saw um, the first and the second one in theaters. Don't think I did see the third one in theaters. Yeah. Th- th- when was the third one out? I think 93. Yeah, I know it came very... Sense. I think two came out like at a no, like a October, November time, and three came out like the next spring. Because they were filmed back-to-back. Ah, uh, I see. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm... Um, but uh yeah um made a big impression on me as a kid the uh the first one was out in um when was it <laughs> 191985 <laughs> makes sense <laughs> um and uh so i would have been like 6 years old i maybe i didn't actually even see it in the theaters uh when it was when it was uh first out maybe the second was the only one i actually saw in theaters um but no i probably did see it in the theaters because it's not like i don't i don't know that we had like a vcr or whatever technology yeah because back, back then there wasn't like now there's the cycle of you missed a movie in theaters oh wait five months it'll be out yeah, on dvd it's, it's sometimes like a month <laughs> depending on the movie yeah yeah but um, back then i i you know i know that the the release schedule of shit wasn't as yeah common as it is now like sometimes yeah. a movie would now take it's like time. oh i missed it in the theaters that's okay i'll just pull it up on on demand cuz it was also available on my tv the whole time <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh it's that's already on netflix okay like that's how tight the cycle is there really are movies that are like the same time they're they're in the theater. Netflix apparently demand. has a movie that they that they produced. I think one of their first movie, and they tried getting it in theaters because uh, the like the Academy Awards. I think it's a, a documentary, but the Academy Awards has very strict rules. Yeah, and I know four of the big theater chains were boy, uh, chains were boycotting it. Yeah, because it was already available on Netflix, and I it's like I guess the movie has to at least have played in theaters to be in consideration. So, but like. 
in in how, like in a theater? Or? I don't. Yeah, that's I don't know what the rules are, but it's something having to do with at least playing on the big screen. So I know like AMC we're bo- we're boycotting it, which is it's silly. You know, I'm pretty like, sure things are like if they're at, at like the Sundance Film Festival or <laughs> Festival. <laughs> Is that the or Sesame Street version? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or at, at Cannes. Um, uh, <laughs> I just thought of a funny joke. I'm not even going to bring it up now. Oh, you can't. Come on. I, I don't I don't know if I'm the first person to think of it, but I was just imagining if William Shatner tried to produce a movie and was trying to get it at the Cannes Film Festival and he just couldn't and he, and he was just like, Cannes! <laughs> um two kirks a con and a pizza place <laughs> a pizza parlor <laughs> um now what what the hell are you talking about that, well with movies and stuff um oh yeah but i i'm pretty sure that I've, things have like not even gotten in any major chains but they've been at like a festival or something i'm just i'm just wondering because like what if you just like get it played at the bang or something yeah yeah i like i like i said i don't know what the what the exact rules are but yeah um well, like I was going to get into before, what's interesting is that uh, even when this came out, this came out in 85, um, Marty and Doc, you know, they're they're in 85. So you go like, OK, that looks like the 80s yeah. and they go back to the 50s. Yeah. And that's a pretty good idea of what the 50s look like. And then even when they go to the West, that's a pretty good idea what the West look like. But mm-hmm. like, at, you know, as of tomorrow, that 2015 part is just going to be a joke. Well, maybe, but uh, well, it's not gonna be you were wearing that that rainbow hat all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nike Air Mags are out right now. Uh, there definitely are people who dress like the the you know the the bullies. If you go back and look, it's definitely an '80s type future. It definitely it 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 is very '80s. There's no doubt about it, or '90s at least. The one thing that I would say. It's surprising, even with like some of the stars currently that we currently have. That's not a fashion trend. Is the the pockets on the outside? Mm-hmm. Are they wear their pockets inside out? Yeah, that's a that's a trend that hasn't caught on yet. <laughs> Which at that point, why even have pockets if you're just not going to use them and they're just yeah. going to be dangling there? Yeah, but the 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 '90s, um, you know, from going from late '80s into the early '90s and 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 through the '90s. Pockets were the uh, I, I and I know that's not tw- that's not 2015 that's not today, but um. But it's it's interesting that that was a thing they thought of there, but like really pocket pockets were all over everything, pockets pouches. Yeah, the parachute pants had like a bunch of zipper pou- yeah. pockets. Everybody, and stuff. you know, cargo pants came out in the 90s, I think, or at least took prominence. Yep. Uh became popular i should say took prominence what the hell does that even mean it does mean what i i mean yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) um so it's it's just funny how like their their twist was like oh you have pockets but you know make them totally useless yeah just (laughs) they just thought of like i guess they were just trying to dress people yeah. as stupid as possible. Alex has well, all all fashion really is like I mean there there are things that are just stupid. It's like a few you know uh, a a few I rem- it was not that long ago where um 
you know, where like every single guy had insanely baggy pants and the few that were starting to wear really tight pants were laughed at and like it only took a couple of years and then everybody was wearing super tight pants and then like we're already moving away from that again and well how about like when a year or two ago when Kanye West debuted his his fashion line and it looked like like post apocalyptic mm-hmm. poor children like people were wearing rags and he's like yeah. this is fashion it's like yeah. it was like the derelict collection in <laughs> Zoolander <laughs> like <laughs> the Hunger Games collection here you go <laughs> um I was like I you ever notice how a lot of three like when i think of time travel purposes um there every time there's a the machine that actually does it there's an older gentleman running it there's (laughs) and i think of doctor who yeah which yeah sometimes there's a younger guy but i'm thinking of peter capaldi right now yeah well the character is always very old yeah uh doc brown and then i'm thinking of rufus from bill and ted oh yeah 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 which basically ripped off or paid homage to doctor who yeah, certainly that was an homage um science clerk disagrees with me on that well he does yeah but uh <laughs> i think we've talked about this before does he doesn't he will he believe that doctor who hasn't st- like didn't start till 2005 and i i i don't know i think he just like i think he made a stand and sometimes you just like stick to it even though you know you were wrong or you just don't want to be That's wrong. That's what science is all about, right? Yeah, science Clark. Um <laughs> So anyway, uh yeah, yeah, usually But you know what? That's I I would say that's largely because a lot of time travel uh stories are following you know, they they really are just following um the w- the ones we're talking about anyway. It's it really like that that person is is sort of a mentor to to someone younger and we're really following the younger people and that you know it's not uncommon in in all kinds of stories time travel or not sci-fi or not um to to have you know someone older uh kind of showing our our heroes the way and all that um yeah starting yeah. them on their journey um and there's Especially between Marty and Doc, there is a chemistry there that. Oh yeah, you know they were fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why was he going to his house all the time? Um, no, it's very, it's it's, yeah. There's definitely they uh, they they paired well together. You be, you believed cool. that yeah. they were definitely just good friends. Yeah. Um, and that I guess was the issue because uh, was it Eric Stoltz. Uh huh. They had, I think, like a month or two months. Oh yeah, they had they they filmed quite a bit of stuff with Eric Stoltz as Marty, and you can see that footage. I think they've even just put his footage on the Blu-rays. Yeah. Um, but he he just plays like maybe just like a a darker Marty McFly. Yeah. Like I'm not, not as I'm not upbeat. sure they. Yeah, I'm. It's. Uh, it it was like there would have not been any comedic element to it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and there's definitely like, when you see the same scenes of Eric Stoltz and and Christopher Lloyd, and then Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, you can already you're like, oh, they they definitely made a good decision. But yeah. it's funny that it took that long for them to go like, oh fuck, well, we got to replace this guy. Yeah, which I don't think Eric Stoltz is a. I th- even Christopher Lloyd went on 
record and say he's not a bad actor and it was just it was all about just the chemistry and yeah you know because you're going to be following that character throughout the whole movie going back in time and Mm -hmm. uh his mother falling for him and yeah all that stuff so okay let's let's just talk a little bit about i mean some people I, I know there are teenagers that listen to this a podcast. Lot of my students. Yeah. So a lot of people do not really your students listen to us swearing. No, no, shit? no. They don't they like oh, some okay. have never even got to these movies. I thought like, you were saying they were listeners of the podcast. No, I like, no. Maybe I should lay off the swearing a little no, bit. No, no, bad no. Enough they don't know what listen. the name is. Um <laughs> But uh Um so uh, yeah, I know that there are teenagers that listen to this that maybe have never even watched anything back to the future so so let's uh let's go over some of the basics you know what you need to know for how things work in back to the future yeah so first of all um time travel is achieved via the flux capacitor which is uh invented and built by one uh doc brown yes um (coughs) not a lot of explanation about how it works or why it works suffice it to say that that in the vehicle in the time machine that he's built out of a delorean that has this you must get to 88 88 miles per hour hour, uh for the time travel to engage and at which point the car leaves behind tracks of fire yeah which looks cool as shit It, it still does and um and great because th- that was practical effects. So like, it, it, there's very very little in the movie that was that was like that doesn't hold up as special effects today, right? Right. Because uh, ev- everything was practical and and minimal. There was you know it wasn't. Yeah, when the car has to lift off the ground and fly, yeah. you can tell it's computer animated. But well, I don't think it's computer animated though. No, no, the one at the end of the movie, because I just watched it with Justin, or the, oh, the yeah. beginning of two, the car, like, with the wheels where they go in and stuff, it's, comp- you know. I don't know that it's computer animated. It's, it's, it, it certainly is special. It's, it certainly is a special effect and not entirely Or they might have done it in front of a green screen. Yeah, and yeah, it's kind of compositing. It. Yes. Yeah. Um, but computer animation didn't, uh, didn't didn't happen as early as people think or wasn't as advanced as people think very early on you know a lot of people think the original tron movie was all computer animation there was almost no computers involved whatsoever hand drawn yeah there was like they were actually like painting stuff and everybody that at disney that worked on it hated their job because they knew that they were actually helping to make computer effects seem better to people than they actually were and thereby uh, almost lying well not only lying but actually like they were using their own uh talent to put themselves out of a job even faster because some of them knew like eventually this stuff's going to get way better and the fact that i can draw and paint is not going to matter as much yeah and that, that the making of that movie if you ever get a chance to watch it is phenomenal to see the w- amount of work they did yeah but yeah. anyway back to the back the, the future, future. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so flux capacitor, eighty-eight um, miles per hour. Eighty-eight miles per hour tracks a fire. Boom. Now, certain things, uh, certain things happen 
in very interesting ways. Uh, there's certain indicators that don't even make sense, uh, but but certainly help for telling the story. Um, uh, in in the Back to the Future universe, if you have like something printed or a photograph, you know, p- you bring something physical, that that actually changes. Yes. Um, so that you can see, you actually see the results of the effect you're uh, you're having on the future. So if you bring something back in time, whether you're bringing something from the present to the past or go into the future and bring it back to your present, whatever. Um, Which is crazy to think because you would imagine, I've had discussions with this with people about, um, you know, in the, in the first movie, Marty gets sent, you know, to, to 1955. 1955. Yep. Accidentally melds in between his mom and father meeting and then yep. with the help of the younger Doc Brown it has to get him back together. He has this picture of him with his brother and sister. Yeah. And slowly as the movie goes on, if his mom and dad don't meet, the, the his brother and sister start disappearing. And I've said, it, but his his timeline still uh, ex- like he still exists. Mm-hmm. And that like if he. I don't know, like having these discussions that if he's if he's there and living, there's no way like really he should be able to disappear. He just won't be able to go back to that time. Like he would just be a figure out of time, if you will. Yeah. Where if his mother well, and father. That's, that's not how it is in the movie, though. That isn't how it is in the movie, but just it is, a, it is like a separate discussion uh-huh. that I think that by leaving his time, he is now out of the timeline. He shouldn't he him personally shouldn't. Yeah. Uh I don't I mean the whole thing is it's it's a paradox. Um and there's a lot of there's a lot of theoretical paradoxes when once you start thinking about time travel. Yes. And so the idea is if uh so the you know this is how they choose to solve the problem of paradoxes but uh there's no really until and it probably won't ever happen cuz it probably can't but until time travel is possible there's no way to know how paradoxes would resolve themselves or if Doc Brown's uh, um, assessment that like one time travel paradox could destroy the entire universe. Yeah, everything true. everything to him is, is yeah. like, like a quick like, it's like destroy the space time continuum. Yeah, or nothing will happen at all. Um, so the paradox is if Marty goes back in time and changes something that prevents him from existing, how can he go back in time and change it? Therefore, he didn't change it, but then he does exist, so then he can't go back, you know, so that He disappears, essentially. Well, except maybe not. That's There's right. no way to know how that really... But in the, sto- in the story, how it resolves itself is the effect you have can happen and you can disappear, basically. Like, if, if the effect is negating your own existence, you can negate your own existence and and that, mu- and that just happens. Um so that in so in the movie it's you know printed stuff you know physical objects change including you and whether you exist or not um but it 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 introduces some interesting problems so as we know spoiler alert spoiler alert there's a bunch of spoilers don't listen to the podcast if you don't want to know things about back to the future why the fuck would you still be listening right now if you didn't cuz you already knew like right from the start so just shut the hell up and stop listening that taken care of? Good. Taken care of. Good. All right. Um, 
So, as we know, in the story, in the, in the first movie, Marty goes back in time. He is, um, I'm going to gloss, or I'm going to skip over some details, but suffice it to say, he meets his mother. She sort of nurses him back to health, and because of that falls, you know, starts falling for him. Um, and there's actually a lot of, uh, have you heard of genetic attraction? No. Um, no. it's the a lot of times people that are that are related but never knew each other are strongly attracted to each other oh that's like brother and sister that net like were up you know got adopted and never knew you know they like meet and never never realize and and um yeah this <laughs> it's a real phenomenon that in you know it's uh the thing that makes us not want to be with our families is would <laughs> be with our own family members in that way is uh is is a psychological thing that happens from being around them from when you're very small like very right, young prior right. to 6 years old is pretty much well, I imagine also like society has something to do with that too just the well it does but society's rules happen they develop from our own like we we create society's rules from Oh, okay. Like, yeah. like no one comes out saying like, as the society, we say this is wrong. It's more of like, yeah, I don't think people would like this very much. Yeah, it's you yeah. know, rules develop organically. But the fact is, if if you are if you spend the majority of your time with someone from from birth or from you know from very young age, that that kind of like puts them in a different category for you than people that you meet, you know, when you're twelve or whatever. Right. You right. Know? Um, so his mother, so anyway, she doesn't know that's her kid. She's like 16, 17 years old. Exactly. So, so I'm just saying like, even outside of the story, there's a, there is a psychological basis for why somebody would actually be strongly attracted aside from the whole, you know, Florence Nightingale syndrome where like the nurse falls in love with her own patient. Right. Right. Um, and, and that is also another psychological thing worth 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 <laughs> um if you do things for people you you care about them more than if they do things for you right that's why nurses often but anyway <laughs> um so so yeah so then the problem becomes you know she's she's into him instead of into into George, who's Marty's dad, so he has to try to get them back together. Of course, there's Biff, the the the, the local bully, uh, who is much like in any '80s movie. He is, even for the time, just cartoonishly evil. Yeah, um, like calls people butthead. Like that yeah. was that's his catchphrase. Yeah, and there's and and just the way he treats other people it doesn't matter that it was 1955 like you don't you don't tr- get to treat people that way and and have adults like completely ignore the fact that you're a psychopath but anyway <laughs> um so so um yeah so of course he gets them he gets them back together he saves his mom from being raped by biff yeah, um yeah. <laughs> And uh, 
and everything's super cool. They, he does, you know, they're racing against the clock in in trying to to get them together before he disappears. Right. Um, right. Well, also when he leaves, the their marriage has definitely fallen off the wagon. Yeah, and, and well, they, 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 yeah, they had fallen the whole, on hard. The whole times. family, the whole family seems kind of distraught. Mm-hmm. You know, the the brother and sister aren't very successful, and yeah. Marty seems like the only one that is kind of sane in the family. Um, but going through this whole process with his his parents, because uh, they don't meet in the natural way. You know, because right. of Marty's intervention, they they meet in a totally different way. And when he mm-hmm. actually goes back to his time in 1985, like they're very rich and successful or at least come off as rich they're in the same house but um very successful and very happy and you know even his his siblings are very you know happy and successful successful too so yeah largely because marty introduced a bunch of uh bunch of sci-fi related ideas and concepts to his father so his father could write could write books about um the spaceman that visited him uh also in punching out Biff. Cause well, that, that gave him confidence, but right, I mean, right. the this 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 book gets published with like, I mean, Marty makes references to things in Star Wars and and uh, uh, just <laughs> what was his name too? Uh, I think he called himself like Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader or something. No, no, like his name in the in the. What oh, what it? he called himself was it like Tommy Hilfiger? Or something? Calvin Klein. Calvin right? Klein. That she was called it. yeah. She called him Calvin Klein and. And he kind of stuck with that a little bit because uh, <laughs> that's that's a running gag. I've been playing the the Telltale video game. Yep, they just re released it. And and if anyone hasn't played it, uh, even Robert Zemeckis has has come out to say that uh, there'll never be a fourth movie. But this is as close as you can get. Uh-huh. And um, you go back to the to the thirties when Doc was a child. Yeah. And someone asks you your name, and he you get to pick and choose, and I picked Michael Corleone. <laughs> so just like once again going back to a time and picking a name <laughs> still holds funny. up. Um. So, so anyway, you know we've got we've got his siblings disappearing from the photo, and then he's he even like sees his own hand disappearing as he's up on stage and uh, playing all that music and shit, but. Johnny but be good. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the problem um that this introduces if you give any thought to it whatsoever. Okay. Um <laughs> thirty years later, or even twenty years later, um his his parents have got to look at this kid that <laughs> they named after the guy that got them together in the first place. Well, no, didn't he say they didn't even, he did say to him, like, if you ever have a kid. Did he, he say, said if you ever have a kid, and he lights the living room on fire. Don't be too hard. But on I don't him. know if he said Marty because. No, he doesn't. But him. they knew he was I he he they knew him as Marty. You know, the Calvin Klein thing initially happened. But but. You know, it's especially uh, the dad, uh, George. Yes. Was hanging around with him a lot and 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 had some exposure to to doc brown and 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 you know he was going by marty at times so that you know they knew that he you know he was you think they would name their first son marty you would but whatever that would have been funny if he went back like to the future and 
and his brother was named Marty, and he was named something else. Yeah, that yeah, that would that would have been funny. That was a missed opportunity there. But anyway, so here's how the future did work out. They named their second son. Was it the, he the third kid though? Third the kid, but kid? second son. Yeah. So they name him after the guy that got him together in the first place. Um. Or you know, may I don't know that they specifically named him after that, but. But that certainly would cross their mind, like, oh, yeah, that guy went by Marty. Um, and, you know, by the time he's probably 10 years old, you would really start to notice how much he looks like that guy. And, I mean, at some point, the father's got to start thinking, like, did she track this guy down and hook up with him? And she, and, 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 and she's got to, like, it's got to blow her mind completely. Yeah, like, how the fuck did this happen? You brought this theory up ever since I've known you that that it's fucked up that they that they see, have to see this guy every day and it, he looks exactly yeah. like the and guy. More that and more and more and more he looks yeah. like And then the that guy day that he comes back to his time and they walk in. That should have been the day that everything clicked, but it didn't. Well, not necessarily. I mean, uh, you know, even even six months beforehand, he probably already looked so much like <laughs> like he did in 1955. But um, but also, like, how does that click? Like, I mean, if you went on some time traveling adventure and came home. But the way I picture it is that I, I look the timeline with the successful parents. I don't think that like. That instantly changed when Marty left. Like he left that and then went back to back to the future. I wouldn't say it instantly time. changed. It developed over thirty years that he skipped over. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. His, his parents just clearly are dumb to not <laughs> notice, or maybe they just don't remember what the guy looks like. I mean, yeah. It's, there's a chance that it's because I I know that if I think back to a friend in high school now 30 years later it's not even for me I, 30 years ago i was six i wasn't oh, okay well <laughs> well if you saw someone when you were six and but no like, like there's i can't i can't even just automatically picture certain people you know uh so very good chance that you know it just they probably noticed a resemblance but don't think he looks like or exactly like that guy but whatever that's just an interesting thing <laughs> to yeah. me that um but uh yeah the, so yeah and interestingly the the movie ends like doc leaves in his delorean uh-huh just like oh all right i'm going i'm going to see how the future is leaves and then a second later comes back yeah. and, you know and that's how the first movie ends, which is crazy because they, you know, they, they didn't even knew. well, they didn't intend a sequel. They were just like, this would be a great way to end it and like make it seem like, oh, there's going to be further adventures. And that's just something you can have in your mind, you know. Right. Right. Um, but they did put to be continued, didn't they? Or was that only that was in the second one for the third one Okay. Um, to be concluded was the thing. Uh, um. So, of course, they've had huge impact on pop culture in a variety of ways. One thing being, of course, the, the DeLorean having any relevance whatsoever. Yeah. It, like, it the, was a piece of shit car. The <laughs> only reason, if you bring up the DeLorean to 
anybody. The only thing they're going to know that from is Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Like, that car has just now been cemented in this movie. Yeah. And it's the only reason to own one at all. So, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not even sure, but I, I think there might be quite a few supposed DeLoreans now that, like, were actually like a Nissan Maxima that somebody retrofitted or, or, you know, uh, lot uh, there's a lot of cars that um that had a similar look even like 10 years later that that you could kind of turn into that um i i would do that i mean i would love one one day yeah. uh, a looking time machine um, um they're not very fast cars though like that's the, to right. get it up to 88 is a hassle yeah <laughs> that's, uh, that's the that's, part that's the point of the yeah of the movie doc brown though has had such a longevity that was mm-hmm. another thing too. Is going to bring up they, they recorded a special message, with Doc Brown uh-huh. for today that that was on the new uh, trilogy set, and it's very sweet. It's somber. It's him opening up the the time machine. Like, oh, if you're watching this, it's this must be October twenty first, two thousand fifteen, and it looks a lot different than we imagined. But uh, he's like, maybe because you you have to create your own future and. Yeah. And it was like I watched this. I was like, "Wow, that's that's a very sweet message," you know, mm-hmm. from Christopher Lloyd. But he's had the f- he's in the new Lego game. Yep. You know, Doc Brown. He's he's been a part of amusement park rides. He's a part of advertising. Um, it's uh, one of the best movie characters of all time. I would say. Oh, easily in the top seven hundred. <laughs> um, <laughs> you put him that low. I mean, I wouldn't no. say top ten, but well, easily like top. Saying he's in the top seven hundred isn't putting him in the in the six hundreds. I would say top. Say he's in it. I would say top fifty. Well, that's in the top seven hundred. So suck it. All right. All right. Um, now, of course, uh, we've got Rick and Morty on TV now. Yes. And, yes. Um, n- not well. I would. S- a lot of people do know this, but there are also a lot of people that don't realize this. That uh, Rick and Morty is. Not not only I mean, it's pretty clear that they're influenced <laughs> by by Doc Brown and and Marty McFly, Doc and but Mo- Doc and Mort, but, uh, Marty, um, but yeah, the originally Rick and Morty started as Doc and Marty um, with <laughs> with a pretty. <laughs> uh, you've seen it, right? You've yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, but there's a there's a video called Doc and Marty and um and <laughs> and it's just Doc basically uh uh bullshitting Marty into like licking his balls and uh sucking his dick and stuff. <laughs> and uh and it's pretty funny. <laughs> um and uh and and th- those characters kind of turned into um into Rick and Morty and uh you know, there's definitely a few changes, but they really, they're very. Yeah, like if you. There's no way you can watch the Back to the Future movies and then watch Rick and Morty and not see the, the at yeah, least this is slight an old, influence. The, yeah, this is a super genius older guy with wild gray hair and, and his. his uh, well, they made him, a, instead of a friend, a, like actual family member, because yeah. it was his grandson. Yeah. Well, they did that for the actual show. I mean, the, the, the first video that I'm referring to here, Doc and Marty, was um, it 
it it clear it just was Doc and Marty. It wasn't it wasn't Rick and Morty, but um, <coughs> but they uh created a great show with these characters now. Yeah, Rick and Morty is probably the best new animated series on television. Like, oh yeah, and has transcended. Like there's, if I bring up Mr. Poopy Butthole in class, all like all the middle schoolers know what I'm talking about. Really? Alf. Because none of my high school kids know what I'm talking about. What? Seriously. That's crazy to me because I <sighs> I said, I forgot one day where I was just like, yeah, you know, get swifty. You know, or mm-hmm. you know what they say, get swifty. And they all knew what I was talking about, <laughs> which a little shocking to me for middle schoolers. But at the same time, I was I was watching yeah. South Park when I was in middle school. So, right. Um, well, you know, you, you have horrible parents. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um you know, they had an animated series in the 90s. They had a the Back to the Future ride in yep. Universal that was uh, eventually taken over by the Simpsons, who still used Doc Brown in a, uh, <laughs> a Q-line ride, making fun of the fact that in the future, the Institute of Future Technology becomes Krusty Land. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's Professor Frink goes like, oh, I love, I love the... Uh, the Institute of Future Technology. I wonder what will happen in in a few years. And he goes, he uses the DeLorean, and goes in the future, and it's Krusty Land. He's just like, ah, oh, shit. And Doc Brown comes out of nowhere. And, um, <laughs> even like I said, the, they're uh, a level in the new Lego game, and it's still going strong. And I don't think just because now we don't have anything to look forward to. I mean, eventually there'll be a fifty. <laughs> we have things to look forward no, to for the for this franchise. Uh huh. You know, it's. We've kind of, I feel like, plateaued a little bit, but... I don't know. Are there any Cafe 80s? Uh, no, but... It, well, we do We do technically still have diners that, that act like they're from the 50s and 60s, so... There's Shady Glens over... Well, yeah, but we, we, we had that in the 80s from back... That yeah. Well, we don't have a Cafe 80s that has... Yeah, oh, so. also Nintendo quietly released Wild Gunman on there. Oh, really? Virtual console. Yeah, that's... Re- <laughs> that, like, that, to me, when I heard that, I go, like, wow, every... Every company that had something to do with this franchise kind of came out. There was not like one that said, "Nah, fuck yeah. it." Well, I would love it if there was a Cafe Eighties with the Max Headroom style <laughs> uh, Ronald Reagan, Michael and Jackson, Michael Jackson. Um, I mean, we do have we do have Michael Jackson hologram. Yeah. Not you know not that that that, not that he's was not taking exactly your order, but the Max Headroom thing was like. You know, I think they called him in on the TV show Max Headroom, which is what influenced the, uh, you know, the Cafe 80s uh, video screens. By the Wasn't way, that show kind of like Space Ghost? Wasn't he just like interviewing people? Max Headroom was um, it within the, sh- you know what? Well, first, <laughs> the show Max Headroom was... Um, <laughs> um, Starring Matt Frewer, first of all. Yeah. Also, also a time travel connection here because Matt Frewer, aside from, um, aside from Back to the Future, and aside from hu- being the next door neighbor in Honey I Shrunk the Kids, the father of the, of the the kids. Yeah. Um. Aside from that, he played a time traveler on an episode of, um, Star Trek: The Next Generation. But anyway, I feel like this is like a six degrees game where you're connecting sort people. Of is. And well, uh, you know, eventually I can tie anybody to time travel. So, all right. Um, by the way, did you know I am a time traveler? I imagine so. Um, I just, I only. You are technically like my Doc Brown, so <laughs> you probably do know about time travel somewhere. Um, 
but yeah, I'm right now. I'm traveling to the future, <laughs> right now. Just um, takes a while. <laughs> yeah, it just takes a really long time. Um, but anyway, the uh, Max Hedrum plays like a a TV personality that also. Um, I I don't even fucking know. It's really comp. I don't even remember I, it enough. But all I, I know is Max Hedrum appeared in the Pixels movie. That it oh came really? out. Yeah, apparently was it was a part of that. That's another one. That the Max Hedrum's another thing where um. They they used practical effects and video editing techniques to make something that looked like it was computer animation. But computer animation wasn't advanced enough to do what they were trying to do at the time. So they said, fuck it, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. And that's... Like you, don't, you, they, don't see, you don't see that kind of shit these days because everyone's just like, oh, you need to get that done? All right, put it in post. Do right. it, we'll put it on the computer. Yeah. Back then, like, they had, like, the, like, a painted laser background behind them and and makeup and jump cuts uh, to, to create this look of this, like, digital dude. <laughs> I was watching today on the like there was a um, did you know about Space Jam? Yeah. And any time because they had a full green screen basketball court, you mm-hmm. know, for filming Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And they had like people in green screen suits as like the c- cartoon characters. And any time they had footage where someone like they would watch Michael and they're like, oh, shit, his leg got cut off. Like, all right, just draw a cartoon going in front of him, like just to cover it up. Whereas now if they really wanted to achieve that, they were just like, all right, let's just do yeah. it on his leg. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, and 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 now they probably wouldn't even shoot video of him. They'd just be like they would do motion capture of him, but he would but that but like his entire body would be animated. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. What yeah. were we talking about? Who cares? I don't know. But anyway, um great trilogy, great series of movies i've grown to appreciate the third one just uh, just because it's a, just a doc and marty adventure yeah. there's no really other stuff and it's just them trying to figure out how to get out of a situation i like that a lot what's well, them trying to get back to the future that's what they all are yeah yeah but being in the west you're you're handicapped a lot yeah then compared to being stuck in 1955 um i i really do i i, I do have to say i thought it was the the idea of like creating a special log that would let a train go up to 88 miles per hour yeah. when you burn it like the the idea of that instead of just like Creating repairing fuel. the car no they were just out of fuel that was the thing well right but like like he he like invented a new kind of fuel for trains instead of just getting some gasoline or and take out the gasoline part and, and make it steam powered right which he certainly did eventually anyway but whatever yeah he fucking did that at the end <laughs> i mean obviously he was a lot older because they had two kids and one of them was like and the kid flips you off too if you watch mm-hmm. like the youngest one he's like playing with his pants and he's just got his middle finger out the whole time oh okay he's like pointing to his dick or something it's yeah it's that's weird. hot no, it's not. It's yeah, a little it's, kid. Yeah, little kid. Weird. But uh, all right. Well, um, thanks for 
coming back to the future with us. And uh, we'll we'll be back with more of our Halloween month. Crazy Halloween. Jalapeno peppers <laughs> thing that we're, we're doing things being pretty cool. So uh, yeah, we'll c- catch you next week. Keep on beaming. Harry Camden.